0: All right, we're live here. We are going to talk about the best Mexico run so far. Best this year. Hey, we've got, is it we the got best? one.
1: We'll best see. Maybe. Nope. It is. Maybe. We'll it is. see. Yeah. I got thoughts on that.
0: Well, oh, we can't I mean, we can look at the rankings, but we can't <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> We can't can't rate them.
0: Can't. No. Jonathan is Jonathan is back. Hi, Jonathan. Yay.
2: Hey, hey Jonathan.
0: How are y'all? Um fine. Fine. Um Ciao. guys. Ciao. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Mexico. Um, I just want to say this weekend we have shows that I'm gonna be um helping to to produce in Burlington, Vermont. Reprise. It's it's this band's debut shows. Um, you can get tickets at on the Nectars website live at Nectars. We're also this hasn't been announced anywhere yet, so this is a worldwide premiere announcement that the shows will be streamed via our friends at volume. Um, so there we'll put, we can put the links in the show notes, but if you, if you go to volume and search Nectars, you'll see it, but we're going to stream both nights. So it's going to be fun. And they're going to be playing two fish shows in their entirety, which. what? Yep. And we're That's going to, be amazing. and we're going to announce, we're actually going to announce this is the only time we're ever going to do this. We're going to announce tomorrow that which shows they're going to cover. So,
3: exciting.
0: you know, I think it's slightly controversial, but I want people to know what this is all about, you know? Um, yeah, that's the only filter is, does the show have possum? Um, all right. Well, there's no more fish news. Is there? And there may be a little, I mean, that's not even fish news, but okay, I'm only here news? to
4: talk about the new fish news, RJ. I'm, I am here strictly. No, that's
1: not the only reason I'm here. Yeah, but dude, let's here. talk spectrum 97. How about it?
4: Um, <laughs> That's old news, right? Did we we <laughs> surely did. we talked yeah. about that on here? Yeah, we right? did.
1: I
0: think we did. I what mean, do you I did. To... We are excited. What else happened?
4: Well, uh, tickets.livefish.com is down right now, which is pretty awesome because I just clicked on the fish.net website, fish.com website to get the tour dates because there's tour dates. Did you know?
2: Woo woo woo! Yeah, I'm so excited. I need to wear my woohoo sweater today.
0: <laughs>
4: um, i saw
2: that
0: the site was down is it still down it's yeah strange. i just tried to go to it but that's okay because i have a
4: backup source of information called the internet um wow. and yeah mexico is so
2: good the site got crashed because everybody so well hung. everybody's
4: so psyched that they yeah. they need to request every single ticket for all of these midwest shows i guess
1: I just requested tickets that I will surely not get and we'll have to deal with the public on sale in 10 days. You know
2: it. You
1: know it. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got multi-night runs through the Northeast. The return of fish to the Northeast. Although all my friends in the Boston area are upset that it's Great Woods. Uh, yeah. Mohegan Sun. What do we got? Grand Rapids for the first time since 98. Is that Wait, accurate? Is that true?
2: So you. you guys know this is my hometown, and I saw my first show there in 1994. I'm going to go back this summer and see a show almost 30 years later. How sweet. cool is that? I'm so excited. Sweet. Yeah, That's I'm excited.
1: Alpine, Deer deal. Creek, St. Louis. What else we got? Bethel again? Oh, my Bethel? God. They're making a return yeah, to Bethel. Bethel. This is like a nice thing. Nice at
2: Bethel. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh,
4: That's going to that be, be a, such a, a hard and coveted ticket coming right yeah. before Mondegreen. And then then they're going to be somewhere in Colorado later. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And uh, my home has been listed on CID Entertainment as a uh, travel package. (laughs) Uh, You will get a complimentary chicken curry salad with your stay. And one
2: one
1: trip to the airport on Monday. So uh, I don't care if you're flying out at five or 9 a.m. <laughs> I will take one, one drive to the airport. Do you also pick
2: up from the airport or is it just Sometimes. a drop take off?
1: The, take the train. Sometimes. I think, okay. oh yeah, Jonathan, you, you took the train and I met you halfway. That's what we did. And, yeah, uh, okay. and we, and I was I like, I got you and we went, you're to in your backyard, I think. Show. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we hung out on the back patio and then, uh, we went and did some stuff. It was fun. Yeah. No, but, uh, very, very, very excited. I what, think you're um, missing out you guys... if
4: you don't take the train in from that airport because it's shockingly
0: far. and
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's insane how far it is. Jonathan,
0: what are you most excited about here in this announcement? Uh, well, I mean, I
4: personally am going to go on Willie Nelson Bob Dylan tour, but I think this announcement uh, looks fun for everybody in the Midwest. Uh, frankly, if you are a Midwest fish fan, especially if you were not planning to come to Dover, then you've got so many options, right? You you could yeah. go to Alpine. You could maybe Can you down near St. Louis. You could go to Deer Creek, Grand Rapids. That's out there somewhere, right? And uh, yep. yeah, it's a. I think it's pretty cool for those people if you are in the Mid Atlantic or the Southeast and you're not going to Dover. Oh, too bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do we think that this means that there will be a fall tour through the Southeast? Or are we not willing to think that far ahead?
4: Mm-hmm. I think if they sell all these tickets, there might be.
1: I'm into selling <laughs> all these tickets.
2: Yeah, I could see that <laughs> happening. Uh
0: who knew it was about selling tickets? I thought it was just I don't know. I thought it was just about, you know,
1: having fun. I thought it was just about jams.
2: The friends we make along the way.
1: It's all yeah. about that. It's the vibes, man. As <laughs> it's long
2: um, as vibes.
4: I mean, that's that's the only reason Trey still does it is for the vibes. And that's so you can afford those sweet, and to melt those sweet like jackets. Oh. Of really light, breathable cotton. Yeah,
2: just to melt faces. That's why Trey
1: does it. It's true. 12, so. 12 different button-down jackets. I feel like we are perfect. transitioning
4: to talking about right. Mexico right now, and I just want we to are. say, my dude was drew. dressed well, and he uh, and is. it's clear that he does want to melt faces, and he was having a good time doing it.
0: Yeah. Well, before we before we go to Mexico officially, I want to just we're we're coming. We announced last week that next week's tour recap is going to be spring 94 and we got a voicemail about related to spring 94 sort of which i want to play for you guys um because sort of i i I just think this is an interesting take i mean i could save it for next week i guess but you know i skipped spring 94 uh so don't make that mistake we'll see if you skip this one see what this guy says (laughs) i just want to
5: say the tour that we're all forgetting is the tour that didn't happen, and that is fall 1993. If you think about how they were playing in August of 1993 and how good New Year's was in 1993, and that the time in between did not have a tour, that we really just got the recording of voice, which is good, but I would have rather had fall 93. Maybe if fall 93 happened, we wouldn't have got such a big year in 1994. Maybe they would have played less shows, whatever it was. We missed out on a lot of great music that would have happened in fall 93. It is an omission, and for some reason, I feel like it should be one of the best tours in Fish history. All right.
0: (laughs) So what do you guys
4: think about that? If they had played a fall 93 tour, it would have been good, but they didn't. Instead, they went in the studio and made such awesome music that they had to basically debut the big jam centerpiece at New Year's, right? So...
1: Yeah, I, I don't think, think that this a loss. it all worked out. I think that this is like a big picture it's okay. okay. Small picture, yeah. yes. Uh, of course, we would have loved more fish coming off of August 93. I think it also brings up a really interesting point when you think about um the potential around fall 2003. Uh, fall 2015, fall 2017, these like really, really great summer tour years where the band got really deep and really dark and really interesting. And what would have happened had they gone into an arena again? Obviously, 2017, most of that tour is in an arena, but it kind of like opens this, the what if bubble in uh, Fish history, which is always a fun game to play.
2: My favorite thing is how Fish fans will just hold on to things for 30 years and still be like, let down about it. <laughs> it's just.
4: Yeah. That guy, so he's, he's been fuming about this since October, 1993.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's impressed. Yeah. It's pretty great.
4: We
1: um, should do a full episode of our grudges that we hold against fish. That's yeah. the best this year. The
0: best tours that never happened. Yeah. Exactly. That would be true.
2: The top tours we wished happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So he was going to be banging. It was. Um, all right. So next week we're going to talk about um, Spring '94, which is going to be a pretty serious uh, discussion because there's a million and two shows. All right. So guys, so so we're going to start. We're going to start with this. What is? What's the big story from Mexico? What's What's your f- number one headline from Mexico, Brian? In In a strange twist, Megan and I stayed home, and and you went to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. What the hell?
2: I know. It's not gonna happen again. RJ and I'll make sure of it.
0: <laughs> Brian Brian, what is it? What is this what is the headline?
1: Uh free tacos in a venue are always a good thing. <laughs> um <clears throat> no. Uh you really want me to start with my hottest take, or do you want me to start with my medium Ooh. take?
0: It's Big up to you, man. Headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going for the clicks. It'll in all probably. of the, <laughs> the clicks.
1: Based off of a few conversations I've had, and based off of thinking far too deeply about things as I'm wont to do, uh, my big headline is that this was the sound check for the sphere.
2: Ooh.
1: I'm happy to elaborate, but that's yeah, my headline.
0: Give us the give us the lead.
1: So I've been thinking about the sphere, and I've been thinking about the fact that they sold the shows as four unique fish shows which is a very strange thing to sell for a band that has never once played the same set list twice every show is unique even the ones that we don't necessarily enjoy they're all unique they all have their moments of wow i've never seen the band do this before um to me my what i imagine the sphere is going to be is going to be much more improv heavy than song heavy because we are playing in front of massive visuals uh, it would, I would imagine it will be similar to how like the drive-in jam was approached, which would make it extremely unique music. The band has never played before one, two, three, four nights in a row. And I got the sense watching the band. I, I mean, I got so close for all of these shows. It was so awesome. It's so easy to get so close and have tons of space. And I just had moments during the wave of hope and the chalk dust specifically where I was like this jam is a is about to end and then someone plays something and the whole band jumps on it and they stretch that idea out for another 10 minutes which anyone who knows me knows that that is like the only thing that i am chasing with this band at this point in time almost 100 shows into this whole thing and to me that was like they are trying to see what happens When they reach the end of an idea, can we pick up on another idea? The same way that you heard, if you listen back to the drive-in gem, those ideas last for about five to seven minutes, they start to die down, and then someone else has to take them and it has to match kind of what the visual cue is that they're seeing. So that is my short and long headline.
4: Can I I would counterpoint, I, I tend to agree with you, I will say, but my counterpoint to the sphere bit of it is that, and the unique experience bit is that... Um, I think that U2 is playing this basically the same show every night and they were trying to Mm. make very clear to everyone, even though they don't really have to because they should have known fish fans would sell it out, that this isn't that. Um, I hope that it's more what you're saying, but my suspicion had been up to now that it was probably at the very least like new visuals every night and a fish show but maybe it is that and that would be amazing. And it seems like they are primed.
0: Yeah. I, I was going to say just one of my headlines is like this, these jams remind me more of like a 94, 95 approach in terms of like totally rally, mm-hmm. r- many segments. And there's like different ideas as opposed to like 97 or 99 jam, where it's just like a single thought that kind of stretches on forever. I feel like that, lensed itself to what you're saying brian in terms of like alternating visuals and and you know like you could see how that stuff would be laid out in the in the sphere um that's pretty interesting
2: yeah i thought about that
1: to to add to that because i agree with the 94 95 approach those jams very differently from like big jams from um 2017 or even like 2021, those jams don't find a natural peak as the conclusion, like mm-hmm. there are peaks within namely the dust and War, Wave of Hope, but it's more about just kind of what is the atmosphere of the jam and how do we explore within this? And then when that idea is over, where does the next idea come? It's not about finding this glorious peak that we rise to. And that to me would... Match visuals better than like the heroic turn on the white lights, everybody's losing it type of uh, like the chalk dust from Baker's Dozen type of jams.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I hadn't thought about that, about it being kind of a, a sound check for the sphere. That's really interesting and it makes sense because my idea is that Trey really came in the band, I guess, too, with an intent or the intent to jam. And that was very obvious. And I think from Birds of a Feather, on Thursday night, all the way through the first set of Saturday was probably some of the most best consecutive fish I can remember hearing. You know, I, I'm i not that great at remembering all the shows, but when I think about when I've been that captivated by a run, it's been a really long time. I think that I've been captivated by shows or jams all the time, but to have that consistently good level of playing with that many like intense jams, I don't remember a time, and I think about... The type of jamming it was it's the type of jamming you'd expect to see on like 1230 at MSG or like two weeks into a run at like a Midwestern you know arena. It's not the type of jam a band plays on the beach for a vacationing crew in their 41st year. It's just not. It's wild. And it was so thrilling. And it's not I think Dave that, and
4: Tim the weekend yeah, before.
2: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's not it's not chill. You know it's it's intentional and the mastery that they showed over their gear and their effects. And the soundscapes, it was just, it was completely captivating. I can't remember a time that I was on the couch that I felt like I did this weekend.
4: So that kind of leads to my big headline, if I may, which is that fish played multiple complete shows back to back in 2024 an even numbered year. Yeah. Fish Fish came out and really delivered, not just like, Oh, there's this good jam, but the other set is kind of bullshit or none of that. None of that. Like even the haters are lining up going, yeah, it's pretty good because it's it's better than that. But even the haters can't really deny it. Um, Absolutely just stunning play. Even the first night, which doesn't like get it, it will never get lauded the way the rest of the run will be and it, and it maybe it doesn't deserve to is actually pretty good for a set of songs in a one set show um it doesn't ever really go hard except for like a little bit of down with disease i think brian you and i texted about that and uh but it it's, it's not bad
1: um it had, it had moments for sure yeah. i think that whatever the band whatever was going through the band's mind and whatever like you know intentionality or not, or just like spur of the moment who, who, who knows. Um, there were certainly moments on the first night, the last few minutes, of the disease, the life-saving gun specifically yeah. right in the
4: middle, um, got really intense oh, and weird. And yeah, I, yeah,
1: like that, like the whole <laughs> place just like shifted when that jam started. And, and, and then they returned to that a night later. And then we were, that was the space we lived in.
4: Oh, I mean, yeah. Megan, you you're not wrong in calling out like from birds of the feather on like is written it was like to the max that but the even the first yeah. chunk of that set including my soul was good fish even if it wasn't you know your favorite fish because it was my soul or uh whatever um or roger megan um it was all pretty good like, I, I I, was really pleased with the consistency of play throughout the weekend. And that, again, as I say, in an even-numbered year across three or
0: four shows is pretty impressive.
2: Agreed. I think
0: another, um, one of the headlines I had here is, when a 15-minute tweezer is the fifth most interesting jam of the night.
2: Yeah, and that That's tweezer like, rocks too. Yeah, it's not it's not like a just a regular fifteen minute tweezer. Like it gets I wild. went to,
4: I went to bed before that tweezer, and which you know shame on me, but I was tired because you know I had only been back from Italy for a few days or whatever. So I went to bed during Wave of Hope because I was just tired. And I got up next morning. And I looked at the set list, and I was like, Well, odds are they're out of gas. Only a fifteen minute tweezer, and no, totally wrong. I was totally wrong, and loved being wrong about that. When I put it on and I heard that tweezer, I was like, "Holy crap!" They're oh they're going God. for it, and yes, it ends after only fifteen minutes. But it we had this weird tube gym sandwich thing that was really cool too. So, can't yeah. hate it.
2: When they dropped into that tweezer, I was like, "This guy gives zero fucks." Like it was just such a <laughs> badass move to do. Like I'm just going to drop tweezer here because I can. It was so
1: good. Yeah, that was a moment of complete shock. And um, I mean, I think the other thing, just from like a big theme standpoint, um, the relationship between Trey Anastasio and John Fishman, you think it peaks and you think at various stages of their career, it peaks and their, you know, collaboration and their ability to just communicate via music that like whatever happened when Trey heard this guy drumming in the middle of the afternoon, his freshman year in college, uh, there is no end. Like there's no bottom to what these two can do. And you, there are so many moments listening back to these. And there are so many moments in the moment watching it where they're just playing off of each other and they're playing like everything that we talked about loving last year from the spring to the joyful jamming of the summer to kind of the darkness that reemerged in the fall to even like honoring their greatest story on new year's eve you see that continuing you know and and there's always that kind of wonder like well they just finished a really big year is the next year going to be something of a transition and who knows what this year has in store but what we know right now is that those two can continue making music together in a way that like showcases their friendship and their dedication to each other. Um, and then beyond that, like, I mean, this was my favorite Mike Gordon. I've heard, and I, I don't even know how long he was so totally loud. Agree. He was so in command. Um, there were jams where it clearly shifted based off of what Mike Gordon was doing, talking about the life-saving gun. Like, I just watched him and Fishman the whole time because neither one of them were doing anything very complicated. They were just holding down this groove, but Mike was the one who drove all of that. Um yeah.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. the and, rhythm, and, the rhythm this week, like the rhythm undercurrent was so strong that like that allowed, you know, page and tray to just like go off. And that was what made the soundscapes, I think, truly like moving. I kept thinking that I was so blown away by the rhythm. Mike has a new bass, right? It sounds amazing is he playing that all the time during the run or i had
4: trouble keeping track because it looks the same but it's a longer scale length to his other yeah serek bass so i don't know if he was switching off i know he played the newer one on the sound check because he talks about it after the big jam you can hear him talk about it but um I don't I I have to think he must have been or but I don't know and either way dude was definitely killing it. Everybody was playing yeah. very well it was, it's a good fish band.
2: They're kind of good.
0: Yeah. Um guys, okay, so here's a question for everybody. What is your one keeper if you only, if you could only keep one jam from the weekend, what yeah. what would you take with you?
2: Jockest.
1: I Not um, you
4: I can't do that.
1: I, I think I would take the last 10 minutes of the wave of hope. Uh, they reached a place musically. I mean, two things happened. Uh, Mm -hmm. One I'll just speak personally. Um, like the last 30 minute jam I saw was Coventry split open and melt and around 25 minutes, 26 minutes into the wave of hope. I, I, you know, I jot down when this song begins. And so I knew where we were at and I was like, Going in my head, like how many twenty-six minute long jams have I seen? I've never seen a twenty-seven minute (laughs) long jam, and I I was just like, and then I I started to see, and you know, as the band keeps jamming, I was just like, this is this is going to happen, and um, you know, then it went past the Coventry split open and melt, and I just I was kind of losing it, but musically, they reached a space that the only other time I've heard them play like this is um, like midway through the Tower Jam when it gets really quiet and dreamy and also um, towards the, in quotes, quadraphonic toppling segment of the Cypress Sand. (laughs) Sorry, Meg. Um, You just have
2: to laugh about it now.
1: I do. Um, Where it's like, it sounds like the type of music that you can only play in the middle of the night when you've been playing music for five or six hours. And they've talked about, uh, like Paige talks about it brilliantly in the IT DVD, that like sometimes you have to play through a lot of challenging music to get to a point where you play music that is completely trans um transcendent and outside of your own you know personal way of thinking and outside of your own consciousness and that was that music for me like if i could take anything from this run and, and and honestly and this is maybe overreaction but whatever if i could take any 10 minutes of fish i've ever seen in my entire life it would be that
4: oh my god so what that's I can't compete with that uh answer really, but I honestly think that the uh the axilla Coda was, that was yeah. good. Yeah. Fucking amazing. I listened to it again today and it's just so good. And to, to just to play that and then just like put their instruments down and oh. walk away. I know. That was oh. so like, badass. Walk off that with so that jam.
2: Fuck. Yes. Fucking was mic drop. So awesome.
4: Oh. Uh, uh. Ah, uh, also, uh, but, but everything you guys said too.
0: That's a, that's another question that I have, which I'll, I'll tell you mine in a second. But go. we were talking about shipwreck a week or two ago. So are I they? Know, that
2: was weird. I think they're listening to us. Are they listening? That was weird. That was really weird.
1: All right. Which one do you think is actually listening? Because I don't think Mike. Mike, I mean, it would seem mm-hmm. like it would be Mike. I think it'd be funniest if it was Paige. It's
4: Fishman. It's Fishman listens. He if listens and like... laughs at all the dumb shit we say. And he goes <laughs> into the rehearsal.
0: It's like, Did you, you gotta hear this. this guess. Guess. What, these, these guys, they think that we, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's a, good, that's a good guess. That's so a good guess. <laughs> I, I would I would take the wave of hope also. I mean, the, the chalk dust is outrageous, but the wave of hope is, um, there's something about the, the way that it, um, flows that I think is like a little more, it's a little more cohesive. Like I think the chalk dust is just like, there's just so many different things going on, but I, but I, but I like it. Like I love the layers. I love the, just, it's just like all, it's just them adding layers and changing dynamics constantly. And it's all flawless and and great. But the wave of hope kind of like, I feel that like was, is a more listenable piece of music going back.
2: That's so interesting. I feel like I need to listen to them back to back because I haven't been as transfixed by a jam as I was with Chalk Dust since twelve 30, 19. There's you just, just that kind of time. There's just something about this jam. It has such a narrative arc. It's like a story being told. It's so unhurried. And it's just, it starts with that, like, adrift kind of floating feeling. And then it moves through so many different sections. I mean, you've got, like, your funk, like, industrial funk. You've got, like, your digital soundscape, you know, that, like, apocalyptic sound. You've got, like, that, like, urgent escape route feeling. And then you're, like, following the bubbles deeper and deeper. And then you're, like, clutching the rhythm. And then there's, like, a lifeline as the world falls away. and, And then there's, like, this march of the, like weary but determined survivors at the end and then the end is like you get to the shore and then there's the boat that's going to like take you away and save you and you like look back and you're like watching where you used to live it's just it's so <laughs> dramatic and I it's like my favorite thing I've heard in years I I've played it three times which doesn't sound like a lot but it is for someone who you know, is doing their best to make the time to listen to four fucking nights of music and like, and have a job in a real life. It's 40
4: minutes long. So three it's times. It's 40 is, minutes is long. A good joke of time. It's a
2: good chunk of time. I'm obsessed with it. I love it.
1: I have so, definitely started it a couple of times and not been able to finish it for that reason, because it's yeah. like I'm not going to listen to this in the background. I have to, um, I, I think I would just <laughs> give like, just two quick additional highlights to um the birds of the feathers we talked about which um yes, yes. I, I think
4: that's when i first texted you i didn't even realize you were there and i was oh, like yeah. Holy oh you need shit to well how did that set happen you know i
1: <clears throat> i went to when they started my soul i turned to my wife and i said i'm going to the bathroom and i was just not very happy <laughs>
2: I knew it. I texted, like, bathroom break. I knew a break the bathroom right now. And,
1: and, the, and the way that there's that no the service line. up by the stage, but as you get back towards the food vendors and the bathroom, suddenly you get service again. And so I started getting all these texts of people laughing at me or telling me to go take a piss. <laughs> and I responded to everyone that, you know, this set deserved my soul. And then as I was coming back, they started birds. And I was like... Okay, maybe we have something here. Um and then it just kept going. And when you listen back to it without the anxiety that someone like myself feels, where it's like, are we gonna cross that line? Are we gonna are we gonna keep going? When you listen back to it just with like the pure enjoyment, um the amount the the insanity that John Fishman's playing with just like blows my mind. And then another one is is the Kill Devil Falls, which Killdova Falls was a huge, huge jam in 2023. And it's only 11, 12 minutes here. 11. but man, 59. it gets it gets everything out of those. And it yeah. drops into this like dance space that um like that is some grooving fish that is like you pluck. 1998 fish and put it in with all of these new effects and new ideas or 1999 that kind of like millennial dance space that fish could get into it is some just stunning stuff um so i mean it's just it's scattered everything's all over the place there's so much
2: I think the Wolfman's so is something I want to mention, too, as just being so much fun. Just, like, such a fun funk jam. And there wasn't, like, a ton of that this weekend, but this one is so dancey and just buttery, silky smooth. And then they have these, like, really shimmering spaces in the crescendos. And I just – I've listened to this a few times, too, and I, I love it.
4: The uh, I, I want to follow on uh, Brian's mention of Kill Devil Falls for one reason maybe two reasons because the segue into waiting in the velvet sea was gorgeous and Mm -hmm. they did that earlier in the set too with ghost and fast enough for you like Mm -hmm. two like perfect like these are and and actually that one two punch of set your soul ghost both of those i was surprised the next morning to look at the timings and sarah's actually really when i went to bed to look at the timings and see they were both under 11 minutes uh because they both like got there quickly, satisfied, and then you know one turned into ghost, and then the other eased into fast enough for you. They were just playing with such great control throughout the weekend, yeah. That totally. uh, I had a great time with it.
0: We are going to my... get to, we are going to get to individual highlights. I just want to tell everybody that. So don't feel like you have to go well, through. I didn't all know of them if we right were now. in there. Too in late. We're gonna, not. We're not. No, no. I haven't even but,
4: talked about the stuff I really liked.
0: Brian, okay, sorry. Good. Go ahead, Brian.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna note that that was my first Fast Enough For You since Coventry. And oh. I, I realized that in the moment. And I was just like, I was trying to think back when have I last seen this? And they opened the final set of Coventry with Fast Enough For You. It's one of the one of the few brilliant decisions of that. Like <laughs> you hear that message based mm. on like, we're about to break up. Like, was this, you know. Uh, I mean all all the lines in that song that just break your heart. And to get that third song of the show out of ghost in that way was just, man.
0: All right. <coughs> we're gonna let's do a very quick break and then let's talk about our individual highlights. How's that sound?
2: Great. This
0: Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about one of our great partners, DistroKid. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keeping 100% of their royalties and earnings. If you're a musician and looking to get your music out there, DistroKid is the way to go. DistroKid is available for iOS and Android and is now available in Apple's App Store and the Google Play Store. More than a million artists rely on DistroKid to get their music onto Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all other major streaming services. And with DistroKid, you can upload new releases, see your financial progress, get notified when you've earned royalties, withdraw money from the app, view and share links, check your streaming stats, and a whole lot more. DistroKid has more features than any other music distributor. Check them out today. Go to distrokid.com VIP slash helping friendly. That's distrokid with a capital K dot com VIP slash helping friendly for a special offer. Thanks to Show Kid. Okay. We're back. Thanks for hanging with us. Um okay, B- before we get into the the highlights, I just want to play one more voicemail. Uh, Brian, we have we have some Brian Brian meets Brian stuff we got to go through
2: here. Oh, I know who that is. Hello, HF5.
5: This is Brian from the Attendance Bias podcast. I just want to share one or two want to first say how much fun it was to meet and hang out with Brian Brickman for just a little bit before one of the shows. But still recovering from this four-night run, this amazing four-night run, and just reflecting on how much Fish did and how much they didn't do, that they didn't play so many of their most beloved frog rock-inspired songs like Reba, Split Open and Melt, David Bowie, You Enjoy Myself, Divided Sky, pretty much all of Junta, almost, um, and very few, if any, Gamehenge songs, depending if you consider Possum one or not, but they still pulled off back-to-back-to-back shows with incredible jams, deep stuff that I don't think I've heard the like of since maybe 1999, 2000, or anything as groundbreaking since maybe 2013 or 2015, so I think their message is, you know, we played Game Henge. We've, done, we, you know, granted every fan's dream on New Year's Eve. And now we're going to play mostly everything new within the past, you know, five or ten years. And we're still going to blow your mind. We're not a nostalgia act. We're never going to be a nostalgia act. And if you come and show up, you'll be rewarded. So I have a lot more to say to it. But again, I have my own podcast for that. But uh thank you for podcasting. I can't wait to listen to your Mexico episode.
0: Thanks Brian. Thanks, um awesome. I, Brian, do you want to say I want to I want to kick off this segment, but I want you to I want you to, want you to respond if you have want to say anything.
1: You should probably well, say it's
0: nice to meet him.
1: Yeah, I should probably, right? No, it was it was genuinely I've 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 podcast with uh with Brian Weinstein a few times. Um He's an incredibly nice dude very very knowledgeable about fish and uh we were trying to connect all day i think it was saturday and uh we would leave about an hour before doors and kind of take a golf cart over to the nizuk pool and then walk from there and we met him there and just stroll along the beach talked a little bit nerded out a little bit um uh and then parted ways as we went into the show. I think we, we were in different areas uh, inside, but it was so good to just like connect with another deep, deep fish nerd and be like, are, are we, are we experiencing the same? Th- are we on the same level here? Is this just as good? Uh, it was, it was outstanding. So very, very awesome dude. But I do just want to say really quickly, his, his comment about the new songs is um, I mean, I'm just looking back at the set list. Cause I remember thinking it in the moment, but like Thursday, Song I heard the ocean sing, I still consider a new song, Wave of Hope, Oblivion, Friday, Blaze On, Sea of Stars, Number Line, Saturday, Howling, No Man, Ruby Waves, Ether Edge, Life Beyond the Dream. Like these sets were yeah. packed with new songs. These are not classic fish shows on paper, and yet they are classic fish shows in our ear.
0: The the well is gonna be like a full set at the sphere. There's just going to be a full. <laughs> it's so way. sick. Oh yeah. Like oh my that's god, happening. this okay. going to be amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about individual highlights. I just want to say that the re- the way that I know that these shows were great—the Thursday and Friday shows, at least—and and Saturday too. So remember, like back in the day when you'd get the tapes and then you'd like put them on and you'd probably, you know, be hanging out in your basement or someone's basement or something, and then like twenty minutes into a jam, you'd like forget what song it is. And then yeah. you'd be like, "What yeah. the fuck? What song is this?" And it, it's pretty rare that that happens these days. And that happened multiple times during this run. Like, <laughs> I mean, it happened to me almost every show. And to me, that's like almost yeah. the most important thing that there's just this, this insane like point where you're like, "What are they even doing?" And that's like kind of what we. That's one of the things we go for. Um, I, I just I want to mention quickly. Song I Heard the Ocean Sing, Thursday. We we texted about this, but it's just so... I'm so proud of Trey not going into number line, not fully going into the You Sexy <laughs> thing, right? He's yeah, like yeah. amazing amount of restraint. And, you know, that jam is kind of like maybe slightly overlooked because there's so much else, but it's a really good... It's like very upbeat, It's, it's it, it, but it really like pushes. And you can tell, like you, you guys said, sort of intentionally pushing forward and um i was thinking that maybe that's like they were just content with kind of the music happening around them but maybe they were more intentional than i was giving them credit for and it's probably a combo of the both but i just want to mention that jam um who wants to who wants to take it
1: well i'm going to so, I mean, there's two gigantic tentpole jams. Um, the 10 minutes of the wave of hope is what I would keep with me forever. But I'm going to go with the chalk dust as my main in the moment and re listen highlight, which may seem contradictory. But I mean, those are, I think, two of the best jams I've ever played. And I think the thing that, you know, just made it really special for me was um, I went into that Friday show just being like, okay, I've seen the best. I don't like, I don't care what happens the rest of the weekend. And uh, anybody who knows me, that that is not usually the way I, I approach uh, individual shows. Right. And, um, you know, I thought the first set on Friday was outstanding. I thought it flowed really well. And I remember kind of at the end of the set just being like, okay, whatever happened last night has not left this band. And, you know, it's not like sometimes they'll play a great show and then the next night is almost a reset where they just play a lot of songs and it didn't feel like that at all. It just felt like even, even when jams were ending, there were new ideas being picked up in the next, mm-hmm. uh, in the next gym. And when they went into chalk dust, um, like I really enjoyed a lot of the space that they were in in Blazon, but it felt like, and I was very close that night. It felt as though they were just, they weren't breaking through And not that they were hitting dead ends, but like they weren't finding that one riff that they could build off of. And I remember watching them and out of nowhere, Trey just like slides up his guitar and just goes right for the riff of Chalk Mm -hmm. Dust and kind of catches everybody off, off guard. And in my mind, I was just like... Well, Choctus is when does Choctus ever fail? Like, you go into Choctus and it turns into a 20 minute jam. And I was like, well, this would be cool to get a 20 minute jam after seeing a 30 minute jam. And like, Choctus, man, like the last Choctus was MSG. And that was one of my favorite jams of all of last year. And they go into this ambient space and you talk about restraint, RJ. Like, I heard Slave. I heard it's ice and I was just like, there are a lot of bailout moments right here. Is this working? Is this going to like, but ultimately they push through and they give you eight to nine minutes of sustained music for airports type of ambient music that is like, that is my fucking shit. Um, You know, and then seven minutes later, they're going through this heavy segment and then they just hit on a riff and like, I was standing there kind of with my eyes closed and I just opened them and every single person around me was like bent over and dancing so hard. Like it yes. just like all in the same moment. And then there's a moment in the Choctaw's where I was like, Oh my God, like we're going to get another 30 minute jam. And then they go into this heavy, heavy segment that reminded me of um, the tweezer from, I think it's six twenty 2000 that is just like a, big, fat, giant, 70s classic rock riff that is just blown out and built and built and built upon. And when that crossed 35 minutes and I was like, holy shit, like I waited 19 years for another 30 minute jam. And I waited 24 hours for one to beat that. <laughs> like, it's I'm crazy. just, I I'm, I'm in fish heaven right now. And the whole, like just standing there watching that, knowing that 24 hours earlier I had seen a jam like that and i and my favorite moments from that were when i just stopped and just watched the band working and i was going through this again and i was just stopping just watching them work and watching page and trey interact and then fishman whatever he was doing like that that will go down as probably like the best live. you know who knows what's going to happen going forward but like to this point in time that's the best live music experience i've had with the band
2: Wow. It's,
4: it's a pretty good review. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to <laughs> follow next? that. I'm, I'm, I would. I apologize. Because because mine is gonna be really short, because although I wasn't there, I have some very similar comments to Brian's, which is that after the previous night, I was like, you know, well, that, that shit was amazing. Wave of hope, by the way, at the end of the by the end of the weekend is the eighth longest jam fish has ever played nice. also it's really good um this chalk dust is the fifth um wow, also it's really good crazy. um it, but so after thursday night i was like well that shit's amazing i've got to, definitely gonna have to watch tonight but you you know we all know what's gonna happen i mean i know it's not saturday <laughs> night party but, time uh, yeah. yeah, you know, because because uh, that happens. It's what fish it does. does. And those shows aren't it necessarily is. bad, but like, you know, it it's, a and, it's a balance. It's a union. Right. And then they came out. And as I just was saying earlier, set your soul free goes. That first set was, <laughs> that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, OK. OK.
4: I think I texted you guys uh, in that first jam. I texted the group. I was like, oh, so it's going to be like that tonight, huh? and uh yeah. <laughs> and it kind of was right little that i know and uh and kind of the same vibe when we get into set two blaze on it's cool they're pushing they're not hitting it the way it, you know it didn't didn't get there but then chalk dust. i was like okay well it either will or it won't i've seen seen a lot of chalk dust i've seen a couple that people think are really good um and and this one turned out to be like, holy crap. Like it was that thing that RJ's talking about where I lost track. I was like, how is this still chalk dust? I was on, uh, on one of the internet things and, and somebody was like, damn, this chalk dust delivers. And it was still chalk dust playing. And I look at when he posted, it, I was like, dude, that was 20 minutes ago. Like <laughs> what? You know? And of course, if we're long past chalk dust, and this it, this is just this is amazing fish. And I think the thing that really cements it for me, though, is that then they drop beautifully into the uh, perfect pick yeah. beneath oh the sea oh of God. stars. So perfect, perfect. come on! Uh, yes. So this is what we want from that song, right? Like yeah. it's That's not spot. like maybe maybe make it. 15 minutes or 10 minutes, whatever. But you know, that's that's not a complaint, that's just like encouragement. Um it, it was <laughs> so great. Yeah. And and it, uh, a little.
2: it stretched. It, out. It did, it yeah. did,
4: and then and then then the number line, which I think yeah. was well placed. Somebody will complain. Yeah. I don't care. Fuck that guy. Number line was great there. <laughs> and Hood, what a great set! This set yeah. is yeah. perfect, it's perfect. perfect
0: there 100%, 100% you go 100 yeah i love, love it i love it the way the the way that that dropped into sea of stars it was like oh everyone got to like reflect on what was happening you know like right. suddenly we're so like
4: oh we're all right here in this moment like we've been spaced out in this chalk dust, and here we're all here together and
2: the weather's fine all of a sudden it's like right there.
4: the weather
1: the weather was fine
2: God, Trey just nailed that. That actually is a perfect segue into something I want to talk about because, yeah, there's more jams I want to talk about. But one thing I think that they were also nailing this weekend was the ballads. They were placed perfectly and they were just played so well. I think about the first night, if I could, on Wednesday. You know, this song followed Down With Disease and it hasn't done so live since like 94 when they did the Game Game Hoist show. And here it is. Coming out, you know, it's 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 rare still, right? Like a 34-show gap, so it's not played that often. But this version of this, it's so quiet. Trey's tone and his phrasing, it was so beautiful. This is probably one of my favorite ballads of all time. And I was crying on my couch. I couldn't get over how beautiful Trey's guitar sounded. He sounded so perfect. And then again, with Fast Enough For You, you mentioned it a little bit, Brian, but just an absolutely gorgeous version. So quiet and simple and stunning. And then I thought the last one that really hit me too was Mercy. It was a perfect placement for it. And I think that was actually Trey's best vocal performance ever. It was, he sounded, he just had this like kind of, I don't know if is the word like pathos. He had this like depth to his voice, this soul, this really kind of knowing sage quality that I've never heard him sing with like that confidently. And he sounded beautiful. It was, it was, such a strong moment and i think that for him to be able to play a song that he just wrote that is so meaningful in such a great spot i thought his set listing this weekend was on point but i thought the ballads really stood out and that to me is when you see this band like at just the peak too because they can play these dark monster scary evil jams and then they can play these quiet delicate ballads just as well
4: the point where the um, the effort to sing the song dissolves and yeah. meets perfectly the the emotion of the song. That's right. Yeah, I feel like that's where he was. He was actually finding that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was really agree. insane. Um, okay. Well, let's let's keep going because we're going to, you know we're we're well, not- we need your highlight, RJ. Yeah, let's hear
2: some highlights from you. <laughs>
0: well, okay. I I mean, I guess. Um maybe I should make my big announcement. Should I make my announcement? I'll make my announcement now. Just an announcement. Yeah, wow. RJ is offic- giving
4: up fish. <laughs>
0: I've, I've officially changed my. <laughs> I've officially changed my position <laughs> on the howling. It's a very dumb yes! song. But oh, yeah. But yes! with people with people actually howling and then them playing mm-hmm. the howling. And I mean, I'll stand by what I my previous stance, which is that it's the only good thing on sci fi soldiers, but it's it's a really it's a, it was kind of perfect to open that set and I thought was like a really they don't really even put it tube to Is that. that what you mean? It's
2: like a fun song that the, yeah. people like to dance to. Okay. They don't even I mean, get, they don't fun. even take tube so to happy. that like it was, it was extreme
0: fine. extreme <laughs> funk, you know? It's like yes. it's got edge to it that like even tube or moment dance or something, just doesn't really get to. It's so yes. I, that's that's my that's my big um
4: look at show. Brian.
2: Brian's like, it was fun.
0: I, can I fun. talk
4: about while we're talking about fun? Can I talk about the first set of that show of of Saturday? Was that Saturday Night? Oh, that uh, simple, sure. nice jam, sanity, and then Chuck does torture reprise. Come on, they are in the moment with us. I love it oh. when I feel like fish is connecting with us and having the same experience that we are and i feel like that was the perfect example of that trey's like this is what happens when you don't have a set list and you know
2: they they dragged that back out and had a good time
4: he asked about the full moon and they play wolfman so megan can get her funk jam on and like so great just need the fun
1: I thought that was an incredible first set. I thought it flowed really well. Yep. It it way exceeded what I was thinking going in. Just knowing that it was the final show and after what we had heard, um, I mean, simple. They just got there immediately. The other point about like going into sanity and like the uh, set yourself free and ghost from the night before and a few other moments like uh, the ruby waves, golden age, like what? Uh, tube, gym, tube, like <laughs> segways. Segways were really, really on point this entire run in a way that I feel like, I mean, there were some killer Segway jams last year, like the tweezer simple, obviously from, uh, from Berkeley, but like, um, a lot of the time you hear fish play something and then you'll hear a hint and they'll fade into something else. Like this, these were pure settler segues where you heard for, you know, 10, 15 seconds, the idea bubbling and then a delivery of it. But, um, I I will just say on par with the wave of hope and chalk dust was the reprise for me. Um, that's only been played five times. Uh, one of my very first shows was deer Creek 2000. I've always loved just that chordal you know pattern of that song it's uh, it's 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 something that should have been utilized as like a full fish song but it's like a joke we get every so often um, and you get that you know meta kind of tray realizing and exp- you know talking about uh um the 40 minute chokdas from the night before
3: yeah.
1: like i am i am well past the point of leaping sky high when this band walks on stage it's more just like a you know old friends you know re, uh reunion i leapt like 20 feet in the air when they started playing Dust reprise and i like <laughs> like i i laughed so hard i i couldn't even update my set list i was just so happy i was so like that that is right there with me and that is i'm still ch- we're all still chasing songs that's the beauty of this band. Yeah. is they're still giving us these bust outs 40 years in that some people have heard a lot of people haven't heard and so when you catch it that's just like it's a little bit it's pretty special
2: and he's fucking with us after because he's like now it's going back in the vault
1: right <laughs> yeah like he's like exactly, literally trolling he us he's yeah. like yeah, yeah what yeah. was
2: it the last time was 2017 i mean he was wrong but still it was just like so funny so like,
4: he's Trey like i'm sure he doesn't the know the history of fish no, at no. all it's kind of hilarious <laughs> he's just busy making it yeah no he doesn't have to that's our job
2: sorry yeah he was was a guitar player unbelievable (laughs) yeah
4: jonathan Uh, what else you got i i mean i think that was kind of my like honorable mention was that that saturday or yeah the beginning of the saturday set that just the the good fun there um and the meta moments of you know the band realizing where they were i will also say that um I really liked a life beyond the dream more than usual. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this song. I know plenty of people really don't like that song. I really liked this one. I felt it was, it worked well when it happened. It's played, played well, Trey sang it well. Like, you know, what you were saying earlier, Megan, I mean, I really liked it enough that I was like, huh, I'm really digging this. You know, one thing
1: about that, the best, and this was one thing I noticed being there. Like, I think one of the cool things about the Mexico run is because of the economics surrounding it, you're not just casually going to see fish in Mexico. Like, you are going to yeah. see fish in Mexico because this is something that means a lot to you. Yeah. And whereas at a lot of shows, you know, they play a song and you'll see scattered people singing it. Every single song, even the brand new songs, I was looking around and pretty much everyone knew the words. And A Life Beyond the Dream, it really struck me because we're at, towards the end of the weekend, I'm being really reflective. And I was just kind of looking around, watching people. Every single person knew the verse, they knew the inflections. Like these aren't casual, you know. Right, hey, let's just go check out fish. Hey, I heard that this is a really fun band to go and take some mushrooms at. Like, these are like fish fans that are like there. These things are not untrue, though. Yes, but these are like, these are people. They're also not there. mutually
0: exclusive. Just want to be. Uh, so no, no, no. There's I a don't. Venn
2: diagram. There's I'm sorry. Diagram. do you have a point,
1: Brian? <laughs> 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 Everyone is there, like, dedicated to this band. And as a result, like, a song like that just has—it's not just Trey singing; it's the crowd singing back at them.
2: Yeah, this is like yeah. making my life. I got people talking about "Life Beyond the Dream" being great. The Howling—this is just like—I'm so happy right now. It was,
0: was first fun. of all, "Life Beyond the Dream" is it's amazing, so cool. and every time they play it, it's fucking great. It's, and it's a
2: stunning song. It's absolutely gorgeous.
1: Noobs, I don't—I don't, I don't know why
2: people, people seriously don't like beautiful songs written by noobs? their favorite what? musician.
1: Just anyone. Can we can we also as we're kind of circling the end of the run um you know they come out and i'm looking at my watch and i'm like okay i think when it, when i heard the chords for more, i was like okay more and they've already played zero i was trying to go through my head like what is the other five minute rock and roll song maybe santos will end this and i trey looks back at fishman at the end of more and they go into 2001 and i was just like <laughs> So good. And apparently, I've now seen two of three encore two thousand ones, which is a weird stat to have. Um, but that was a stretched out. That remind, that was like full circle, going back to the uh, life saving gun from uh, Wednesday night, where it's like fully locked in, Kraut Rocky, just dark, dark grooves. Was good. And it was just, oh, it was fantastic. Uh, what a way to what a way to cap it all off.
0: I mean, I got to say that they're looking at like the Sunday Mexico show from last year, which was really fun. And, you know, it's always like now, you know, Brian, it's just about like, it's so fun. It's always so fun. But <laughs> if you look at the it Sunday show from last stats. year,
4: <laughs> people are going to be really bummed when that fish.net cuts
0: all your stats for those shows. <laughs> like you they think have you, you can't
1: stats us. for these shows
0: they 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 didn't wanna stop, and I don't think they I don't think Trey ever yeah. wants to stop playing, but like you know usually they wind it down and it's like okay, this is the end, and you know they play a bunch of stuff, and that's that's how the Sunday um experiences have been at Mexico for me, and you know the the first sets during the day, so it's great, but it's usually not very deep, it's usually like a you know it's not like a Sunday show that that we that we love from the days when Sunday shows mattered, but you know this this is like I don't want to be blasphemous, but you know, listen to this bathtub gin from Saturday. Yeah. It has everything. It has it has the darkness. It has the bliss. It has like the layers. It has the space 100%. sounds. I mean, it's it okay. has everything. And and I was thinking that if if they played another nine shows in Mexico and they just kept going, like we would be in Baker's dozen territory. Like they would. Oh yeah. I, oh, I don't yeah. know what they would have done. Which maybe they, is the whole point of the sphere. That that if they can pick that up. It's going to be fucking incredible. Be incredible.
4: They're playing so well right here. That was and that goes right back to my headline which is like fish played complete shows. Everything is pretty good, if not fucking amazing. And um and now they're just like going home? What? What How are we not on the road for another 6 weeks? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah.
1: It's mm-hmm. it's amazing that they've figured out this dynamic. We talked about it last year a lot where spring was the small little chunk and it all just hit immediately. Summer tour was this extended tour, but like had, you know, very significant chunks, like the sec- second song into MSG, they're playing a 20 minute wave of hope. Dix had a lot of really good moments Fall even fall tour, you know, like eight shows again and like um, almost immediately. Uh, this band has kind of reached this very interesting, happy medium where they seem to know from a touring standpoint what they can handle and what they want to do and also how to come prepared to not really need like a lead-in time. Like aside Mm -hmm. from like a five or six song stretch of Wednesday's show, nothing really felt like maybe a little bit of Thursday's first set, but like beyond that they were ready to go you know they were already in mid-tour form if not stronger
4: soundcheck jam was good too um
1: really good yeah yeah, that's a great point
4: i can't wait honestly i can't wait (coughs) for the sphere i'm not going but i'm super excited to hear what they're doing and to hear that music because this is a good fish
0: band you guys very good. yeah i I mean i know I know that they've been playing, they've been planning the sphere stuff for, I think it's, you know, it takes a really long time. Right. So like, Brian, your theory is, makes a lot of sense in, in that Mm -hmm. this, this has been like probably the main thing they've been thinking about for, I don't know, since, I mean, since probably before they played the game hen show, probably, you know, since last fall, it's been probably a long time in the making. I know that the, like the dead and company stuff is already being like figured out, you know, for summer. So like, Maybe that, maybe maybe that's where we're heading here. I don't know. I have a question, though, to, to wrap up. Are we going to get more new material in 2024? And, and how much do you guys expect to hear new songs that we haven't heard yet? Not till summer.
1: I agree with that. I would be insanely shocked if we don't get more new stuff. I just think Trey is constantly writing.
2: I think with the way that they're jamming, to me, it sounds like they're going to be writing together if they aren't already.
1: That's a really interesting way to put it. The other thing I would say is, like, you know, aside from Chalk Dust, most of the bit, like when they played Life Saving Gun on Wednesday, they had played a lot of old songs to that point in time.
4: Mm-hmm. And the
1: second they jumped into that, like, I cannot.
4: The doors were open. They just, yeah. the clock was on them for the break. It just, it just, just was it.
1: like. Uh, once that started, I was like, and suddenly Fish awoke. Like, it was yeah. a fish show. It was fun. Ocelot on the Beach, man, that is my vibe. I will be there for that to the end of time. But, like, uh-huh. the band that was playing Life Saving Gun and jamming Life Saving Gun was not the band that had played for the previous hour. It just wasn't. The lights were different. Yeah. The band looked really like. Up intense and focused and the music just immediately clicked that's a new song that is probably going to take off this year and I think that they have to know at this point what we all know new songs are the keys and you know the the endless ideas it almost doesn't matter what the song is it's just going to lead somewhere
4: so the year looks like this right as far as we know they've got the sphere sphere is going to be special we're now based on this conversation. I think we're thinking jam heavy. I think that's not crazy, probably pretty accurate, but special. Summer tour, maybe some new songs. They're going to slay. They're going to blow off a shit ton of steam by the time they get to Monte Green. Dix is going to be good. You'll get all the leftovers in Colorado. You know, you guys don't care. Be all so them. high up there. Grand Rapids is a sleeper
3: show.
1: We got to have Grand one Rapids Rapids rain, rain show. show. Everyone's so high there. there.
3: Everyone's um, yeah exactly
4: they'll be they're all system they don't care and then and then and then what's the rest of the year but um which i guess halloween I know, sometime this summer and maybe a halloween this summer this halloween, not this summer halloween this halloween. halloween this halloween Bring it Halloween back, AC. Yes, um uh, yeah, Boardwalk Hall good. is a fire trap, and I, you will not. That, that place is. I, I was last time I was in there on November first, whatever that year was they last played Halloween there. I was terrified that that building because people will something goes wrong, people will die. So yeah, but Atlantic
2: um, City is terrifying in general. Like you will die. you die, that just you die in Atlantic City, that'd be awesome. Yeah, seeing fish. Well, like. <laughs>
4: that's so Free trite come on yeah, you done. know like i don't want to die slipping in my bathroom or in atlantic city because that's just <laughs> it's done. But, uh, what's what, what's your um
0: what's what's your number one or last takeaway from this this run brian you should go first because it's it, mm-hmm. it was your who's your run it
1: was for you it was for it me was for you. this um, one's for you You know what, man? I'm going to go off of the music and I'm just going to say the uh, service staff at the Palace uh, Resorts are – they're fucking amazing people. I was in complete awe of their service and their care and their dedication and their endless fucking work. Uh, I have not been to, <coughs> excuse me. I've not been to a resort like that ever. I had not been out of the country in almost a decade. i had not been to a place that reminded me of Southeast Asia in a decade. And it was this like big, you know, remembering of what, uh, you know, that type of experience of being a white person in that era part of the world is. And, um, those people, man, uh, they're not going to sit on those, beachside uh, uh, benches and under those cabanas and have someone wait on them, but they treat you like you are in paradise and they're so kind and they act like they know you and um, just total hats off. Like they, uh, most of the time that you're there, you're not at the shows and you're interacting with service staff that is making the experience and, and, uh, I I hope we tipped as, as best as we could. And I hope that we made, uh, their, their lives a little easier in that sort of standpoint. But, um, what a, from everyone who just out of nowhere, a golf cart would appear and would be like, Hey, you need to go to your room. Where do you go? Oh, it's okay to, you know, you go and sit down at Los tacos and someone comes up and wants to, you know, get you a drink. Uh, I had a guy who was joking around that all of my virgin mojitos were triple virgin uh the whole time which you know just like just playing around me um i don't know man like they're just really wonderful people and without without them uh the whole thing you don't get to feel the relaxation that you are seeking and uh the, the 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 resort does not run the way that it, it needs to run for for what you are uh, trying to experience. So just total hats off to those people. Amazing, amazing, amazing stuff.
0: Yeah, I agree. We took our family to the the Palace Casamel in December. We're like, we're going, we're going to that. It's a ridiculous way to spend a few days, just because of exactly what you're describing, Megan. What's yeah. your what's your takeaway?
2: Well, I think this was the best Mexico ever, and. I'm just so blown away by this band that they reached this peak of delivering this Broadway level performance of, you know, their epic story, game Gamehenge, which has had to be a dream of Trey's since he was, before he even can believe that that could be a dream, you know, and to come to a beach in Mexico in their 41st year and just burn it to the ground with incredible set listing, incredible jams, banter, jokes, playing old songs, playing new songs, and just brings so much energy. I just, I'm completely in awe of this band and just feel so lucky that, that we get to experience it. And it was the most intense experience I've ever had, like on Couch Tour. I just, I felt so connected to the music and I'm usually very distracted on Couch Tour, but I was really into it. And I think that's a testament to how strong it was.
4: Jonathan, what do you got? I don't know, man. It's like a fish. They're good, right? They were good when I started seeing them. Turns out they're still good. Uh, It's been thirty years, Um, still good. Uh, (laughs) Pretty consistent, except for the times when it's not. Um, I'm excited for what the year holds. Yeah,
2: me too.
4: Yep.
0: I think fish is back. Fish is back, baby all over again they
2: never yeah. left they never
0: uh well you know i got some
1: yeah, I got, I some of it. us went to alpine 22 would argue they're all <laughs> <only there>, right
2: <laughs> i think this. i'm not going that's why i'm not why I'm
1: going. going i'm still in the 100 percent 2005 differ, actually
0: <laughs> we talked about we talked about the the like altered schedule and you know it's like it's a little bit sad and probably um it's gonna cause some nostalgia because they're they're just not gonna like do tours like they used to do you know and that's yeah. like getting used to that is one thing but like putting the sphere in the mix putting the like doing the new year putting so much effort into new year's like putting more into the 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 smaller number of shows is already like it's already paying off i can't mm-hmm. i have no interest in going to the sphere at all but now i'm like Jonathan said, I'm like pretty excited to excited see what to hear happens. what they're
4: doing there, yeah. and yeah. and you know like they've got a bunch of the whole summer tours, multi night runs. It's going to be a lot of fun for everybody yeah. where they're wherever they go, and I think Fish is going to be ready to deliver. And I'm curious. I really want to fall tour so I can go see them at Hampton.
1: Well, and you've got to imagine um, that we're all going to have a chance to see them at the Sphere in coming years this can't be the only time that they do it and you've got to imagine we're going to be able to tickets will get easier as as this all evolves
0: sure and i Uh i I really hope that i really hope that they play at hampton so i can go see them with jonathan Um, it's been a while it's been a while all right so next week guys do your homework spring 94 Got there's a hundred shows so we gotta listen to them but we're coming back next Wednesday we only have mm-hmm. eight days guys so oh
2: God. I, I'm busy then I you guys see, have yeah. a,
4: a fun doing that and I'll be back next time we do something else thank you Jonathan awesome. good, It's good Thanks, to see
2: Jonathan.
0: you and it's good to see everybody
1: thank you
4: guys
2: Brian what do you, Brian, what
0: do you got to say to, to wrap it up
1: I, I I had uh planning for Jonathan's next episode but we'll do that offline.
4: <laughs> and nobody wants to hear that. I, yeah. I, I
1: can't. I, I can't. I can't give away what we're doing. No nope. uh, secret. Nope. secret. Secret. But you guys are gonna it, like it. You guys yeah, are gonna, gonna like
0: it. it.
2: Yeah, like it. It. yeah you like it. are.
0: All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, See everyone. you guys.
5: the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But The Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and e Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Numbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road.
3: Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!